We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 75. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Poppers and OBs edition, because that's what we've been doing for the past, what, three, four weeks now? Every day. <laughs> every day, Poppers and OBs. And it's just to come to be expected every every afternoon. I yeah. look at that radar, I go, where are those poppers at now or today? And they're, you know, sometimes they're in the same spot and sometimes they're not. Yeah, and, and there's absolutely no way to predict where these poppers are gonna gonna happen. And if they get strong enough, they're going to fling out that outflow boundary. And if the conditions are right, the outflow boundary is gonna just do some extra activity in their path. And it, it's just nothing we can predict because we're not in a, a flow regime right now. It's just these we're in that this stagnant. They don't, July. they don't move much, do they? No, they just sit there, and that's that could be problematic when it just. Dumps and dumps and dumps and dumps well, rain over the same area. And that's what happened today in Springfield. I mean, I was visiting my mother today, and, uh, I mean, clouds were just getting kind of jiggy looking. And I thought, oh, it's going to rain, and then left. And then uh, she had some shorts. She was drying some shorts out on the clothesline. And then she texted me later, and she goes, it's just pouring. I've got an inch so far. Wow. I know. It just opened up and poured. They ended up having a flood advisory up, up A flood top. advisory, yeah, just east of there. Yeah. It was a, a flood warning. Well, I want to uh, make light of this is our post-4th of July podcast, and we have actually two special guests with us today. We have my grandson, Logan. hey that's me. And Shara, uh, and Corey's wife, Shara, not Shara's wife, Corey. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> yeah, not quite. So, welcome. Hello, hello. Yeah, you know, she's she's on her phone right now, so she's uh, yeah yeah get close to the to the mic. We got four four tracks here going, and uh, yeah, Logan and I actually went up to Springfield to visit my mother. Yeah, it was really great seeing her, and yeah, he mentioned that those pants needed to be brought in, and he he said it, he made it clear, but <laughs> yep, he she texted her uh, texted him later after, and it was just too late and they were already <laughs> oh i know she said there's nothothing i can do they're all so wet but, it's like well mom we kind of told you did you issue a pants advisory yet? Oh, i did right. not that's, that's, that's what it is what needed yeah. to happen the pants advisory let her down pants on the line okay we need to add that to yes okay so since Corey's the graphic guy you need to make a graphic for that i can do it <laughs> right Remove because everything people actually off the hang their laundry lines. again now yeah i know <laughs> i stopped doing that for a while <laughs> Yeah, she was out there. Well, we went up there because I mean, my mother doesn't. Uh, she does fireworks, and she lives alone. She, you know, everybody around her does, and it just is a chaos. And she doesn't, and they keep shooting fireworks. So Logan and I went up there. We brought her a little fountain and some sparklers. So we had her own little Fourth of July, and she loved that. Yeah, it was a lovely, tiny little party. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's enough, you know, before it yeah. rained. For so you, Shara and Corey. I mean, what did you guys do for the Fourth? We went to Oklahoma for the first time. It's been a while. And a few, first few time. Months. First time in three or four months. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> first time since Easter. We it's went to Oklahoma. It's been a while, yes, since Easter. Hmm. Oh, that's, that but, is quite a while. You know, we some of, some of our kids went to the 4th of July celebration in Miami. They, they put on a great show. Oh, wow, cool. This year it was at Buffalo Run Casino. First year mm. it's ever oh, been. Oh, that's neat. Away from Riverview Park. Was that because the park flooded? Because the park okay. flooded. Oh, right. Yeah, I wondered still if they were that. just changing it. Or... And, you know, even though the some of the park is not flooded in the part part where they do the fireworks there's still that flood smell oh, oh yeah. that's not mean. good and no. it's the only time they've ever done fireworks away from Riverview park now in july of 2007 we had a big flood uh right around the fourth of july remember that they had to cancel that year didn't they they canceled the fireworks that year actually they didn't cancel they postponed them to labor day Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So they were still actually held in Riverview Park. To Labor Day? Yeah. Oh, it was underwater. Completely underwater. Oh, the whole town was to. underwater. It would have yeah. taken so much time that for a, that to recede. That was oh, the man. second biggest flood in mm-hmm. Landmine history. Like, you couldn't even 
drive around the week, town. It was the week Garen was born. So I got to go and help move people out and huh. she oh, had wow. to stay here. My she parents travel. were actually trapped. And once it floods, they have a bridge to either side of them to get to town. So they're trapped. They can't leave. Oh, so they when it floods, they're, they're stuck. Yeah, their house won't flood because they're way up on a hill, but... They can't go anywhere. They're getting into town. So I guess, I mean, do they, I'm sure they're stocked up. Oh, yeah. On stock. They know when it's going to happen. That's lucky, at least. No, that that's good. You know, just, I mean, don't wait for a flood advisory Yeah, from, the preparations, that's that's important. <laughs> Definitely getting it done before it happens, that's... And I mean, yeah. it's yeah. a rare thing. It Like, the whole town has to flood. It doesn't, like... Well, you've shown me pictures or whatever. Like, there was one, uh, was it a few months ago? There was one road out... out oh, yeah, Miami. that's how it always is. It adds miles and hours to your travel time if you're trying to get in or out of town because the main oh, road man. that leads to the interstate it floods and it's backed up for hours so you've got to go traffic. to this one road you wouldn't think my oh, wow. a lot of traffic and going in and out but but you're sitting and it's like a parking lot you just sit and sit for four hours well what happened i remember oh. <clears throat> excuse me I, I remember in ava they, they had some flooding around ava or whatever and the detour around to get into ava was 22 miles mm-hmm. Something like that. I mean, these country roads. I mean, wow. I was looking on the news the other day, and they had such flooding roads that you couldn't. There was one road that would go into like the Ava area, but they couldn't. They had to detour. But the detour was twenty-two miles the That's other way. Wild. It would be that way. Like when I was growing up, our house flooded around us, and so the bridges were flooded. But we still made it to church because, telling you, we didn't miss church for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but we would have to go back. Like through Fairland and around, so I mean, it was an extra way forty-five minute way. drive. M- much more than twenty-two miles. More yeah, way that. more than twenty-two miles to get to oh, church. Oh wow! But but you went. Oh yeah, we were there. So you had to leave at like five thirty in the morning, and then, who knows? Oh god! Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Well, actually, it was the Sunday evening service or the Wednesday oh, evening. Okay. I don't remember, but our driveway was still completely underwater. So my dad oh, pulled man. the truck up to the driveway and put on his big waders. And carried us individually That's to the devotion. car. Wow! Wow! Like went to the porch and carried each of us individually into the car. And Do you know Miami's nickname? Uh-uh. Mudville. Mudville. Oh, really? And it's fitting, I guess. But that's for sure what Mudville, it is. Mudville, Podunk. Or wow. something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, all that flooding. I mean, it. It's. I mean, it's still there. I'm sure it's gone way down because they haven't had those gully washers or whatever. Now, Logan, you you were visiting the grandparents mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Pierce City. Yep. And it went down to what Eagle Rock. To Eagle Rock, and uh, to get there, we end up going through Cassville, and that place got seriously flooded recently. And I was hearing yeah. stories about entire dumpsters floating like down one of the main roads because the entire town was underwater. Oh, gosh, and yeah, they yeah. they dealt with a lot of really massive flooding recently. They got six point one inches. It's oh, crazy. That's where, yeah. yeah, that's it's it. Thirty yeah. minutes. Oh my yeah. god, but I can't even imagine that. Did, didn't you say that that? Um, <clears throat> God, I got frogs in my throat. Thanks, Mom. Uh, but, I mean, they were going to have a 4th of July fireworks, but they postponed it. They Actually, they postponed it because the fire department was doing something on the 4th of July. It wasn't weather-related, oh, but there was okay. rain the few days leading up to the fireworks show, so we so were worried. What was worried. the fire department doing that they couldn't attend the fireworks? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I it mean, was a, a yeah, breakfast I mean, or like, something. Did they not like know that. that there was going to be fire? Yes, some small <laughs> town event, something like that. Two things pop up at once. Oh right. Well, let's talk about these poppers. Yeah, they're, I mean they're, they're pretty to look at, and some and sometimes they're quite scary to look at. Oh yes, they're, they're much scarier than they really are. They look much scarier than they really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they they're gonna drop some funky looking clouds out of the sky. Some of them look very suggestive to <laughs> yeah. a tornado, but they're we, not. And I saw one that actually looked like a tornado. Yeah. There was no wall cloud, but it looked like a tornado. Yeah, and just hanging down is like, whoa. Uh, you know, get a little worried about that. So I did a little live cast when you were in your show the other night. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't worry about it. There's no, no tornadoes with this uh, gust front moving Because through. people were panicking. Oh yeah. Well, it I'm looked sure. like a tornado. If you walked outside and you weren't a weather person, I mean, yeah, that'd be you'd very be ominous. Yeah, but that, I went there because we were yeah. getting all kinds of pictures sent to us saying we got, you know, things coming out of the sky, tornadoes, <laughs> asking if it touched down. I was like, well, it's not really a tornado. Yeah, we that, call them SLCs. Yes, SLC. No, what SL, SLC? I was going to say, what does that stand for? Oh, do you know, Sherrod? I do, because I actually thought it was a term we made up. No, no, <laughs> I didn't that's know an it was real. Like I thought that was what we made up when we were younger, when we were chasing. Yeah. Scary looking clouds. Scary looking clouds. Yes. Oh, SLC. I've gotcha. Yeah, and and the one thing that y- if you looked at that that looked like a tornado, it did not have one classic thing. 
a rotating wall cloud. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The tornado, when the atmosphere starts turning, you have this little lowering in the mm-hmm. atmosphere, and that's what's rotating, and then the tornado comes out of that. This one okay. was just a, you looked at the horizon, and it was beautiful, and a little thing was coming huh. down. So the, what we call that in weather terms is subsidence. It's colder oh. air that is up in the atmosphere, and little pockets of that colder air, colder air sinks, mm-hmm. and it just kind of goes down, and there was so much moisture in the air, it kind of took that little cloud with it. Oh, And so yeah. It, yeah. Uh, people mistake those a lot of... Uh, all the time, mm-hmm. you know, for tornadoes or funnels or... It another. might seem pretty ominous to... Yeah. And they do. I mean, if you haven't seen, I'll, I'll show you some pictures, but you would swear, if you were a non-weather person, you would swear that was a tornado. Because oh, it absolutely. looked... Yeah, it looked it looked way down there. Wow. <clears throat> but these things, uh, like you're saying, Corey, I mean, they're, they're just random. They pop up. Uh, outflow boundary, if it's a strong outflow boundary, which is what we had, was it Friday, which was some incredible clouds... Is that the one that came up and dumped like uh, the torrential rain? Well, I wasn't here on Friday, I but I, oh, I, that's was, right. I was here for two of the. Uh, you remember that uh, anvil we saw forming down in Arkansas? Yeah. A few days ago? Yeah. I got a good picture of that from, from when I was at Walmart. And then there was one yesterday, which I also happened to be at Walmart. <laughs> So, Walmart's a place Walmart, for animals. Walmart must be a oh, great yeah, picture <laughs> place for clouds. It sits out in an open area. Well, yeah, it's breaks in hills, true. and I, I honestly think the elevation's a little higher there to where I can actually see more of the sky. You've got yeah, a great view of it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of, huh. that's why they call it Branson Hills. You can also oh. get a good oh. yeah. Oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, yeah. Also get a good view of the sky from the Yakov Theater. I, I spent many many years. Oh, that's true. There, yeah. So I know uh, in front of the theater, which isn't the part closest to sixty five, but it's on the other side. You can get a great view of what's over the city. So and, yeah, it's, and it, and of course here where I live, I'm kind of down in a in a valley, so I can really see north. And I've thought those. There's been a couple of days with OBs approaching from the northeast and from the north. I thought, oh, I'm going to set up my time lapse. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so I set up the time lapse, and those those OBs just kind of dissipated before they got here. I'm like, you know, really, what a disappointment. I want yeah. to see some really <laughs> cool stuff because I'm I'm doing this thing now where I can fly these uh, time lapses into Logic, and I can put music. To Make them. a real video out of I'm it. Learning. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. Was Friday the day that everybody like I had all my friends posting that they were in the pool, like it was sunny, it was hot, and then suddenly. Bam! The winds came up, and they had umbrellas and chairs flying at them. Oh man, was but, that the OB or was that? Knocked, I, I came home from uh, Oklahoma, and all of our backyard chairs were knocked over. Oh well, now remember that uh, that they popped a severe thunderstorm warning for portions. This was like my friends, like in Joplin. Yeah, you guys had a severe oh, yeah. thunderstorm warning in Branson that day. Yeah, we did, and I was I was kind of went at around radar. a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, I mean they they warned all the way through Eastern Taney County, and I was looking at radar, and the majority of it was like basically just west of Branson into Stone County, and I wasn't seeing a lot. Of well, here's what the National Weather Service did, and I read of this. I read up on this. Okay, was they were issuing. For precautionary measures for the people who are outside along the lakes and camping. That's smart. That's good. And that's fine. That's great. And that's exactly what they were doing because it was the day after the 4th of July. This town was packed. Oh, my gosh, yes. Took me forever to get anywhere. <laughs> you, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go to Walmart. Oh, man. Well, well, you could, but it'd take you like 35 minutes. Oh, just God. To... <laughs> so much more than... Oh, well, yeah. yeah, everybody's here. So that that's a thing. Um, you know, I was reading. I mean, we have we've had pockets... Of heavy rain. Springfield's been getting hit quite a bit, but the main thing is uh, Springfield, I saw, is 10 and a half inches above normal for the year of rain. Ten and a half. That's Ten so and hard a half to believe. Inches. That's wild. I know. The average yearly uh, rainfall for Springfield is 45.54 inches. Now, I thought it was around 39. But uh, I saw several sources on this in the Weather Service. Uh, so they're 10 inches above normal. So take half of 25 or half of 45, which is, you know, basically 23. Add 10 to that 30. So we've had over 30 Whoa, inches I of didn't rain. Pass algebra. So I, no, I <laughs> well, this is basic math. But yeah. they also said this average snowfall for Springfield is 17 inches per season for for the year. And I'm like, I don't know. Have they had 17 inches of snow in a while? No. 
I don't snow? Think, they said snow? I saw several sites. I was doing research on it, and they said the average snowfall for Springfield, Missouri, per year, 17 inches. It has to, that average has to decrease every year right now because— Surely, like for the past few years, they get, that's like been— like a couple inches a year now? Yeah. If that, oh, yeah. I mean, we should. I think they don't. got more than we did this past winter. Yeah, I agree. Now, did you see that Facebook picture that they posted about two hours ago at Springfield National Weather no, Service? No, I did not. They uh, showed a picture of them launching their weather balloon, oh. and in the background— is a rainbow. Oh, very, that's very perfect. cool. And, and here's the caption. I'll just go ahead and read it. Sunshine okay. and rainbows here at the weather <laughs> forecast office in Springfield, Missouri. And yes, the grass is really that green here. I mean, it's amazingly green in the picture. It says, we've recorded exactly 20 inches of rain since May 1st. Wow. wow. That's crazy. And I'll show crazy. everybody the picture that's here live since with me. May 1st. Oh, oh that's wow. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's a good picture. And that grass is, in, is green for sure. Definitely. And, and, and no, the grass grows. Let's say May, July. Well, it's just barely. So in two months, yeah, 20, they've got 20 inches. 20 inches. That's a lot. That's a lot. Really? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, but it's, it, you know, it's not flood worthy. I, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like ma- not locally. I'm talking about massively that would cause them to open the gates at the, at the hmm. dam, you know, and cause flooding. I mean, locally, yes, that's going to have flood stuff. Well, I mean, we haven't been dry, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, all the damn gates have been open. Right. You know, so. Yeah, but they're shut now. They're shut uh, now. Yeah, just kind of let that out a little bit, and, but, which uh, is good. It's good. I, I'm enjoying the rain. People mm. are griping and complaining. You know, I saw posts on Facebook that, oh, it's raining again. Oh, it's raining. And, and this was just a pop-up storm going through. And I knew it was going to be. It raining a lot here. I knew it was going to be over yeah. in 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, but people still complain. Oh, why does it have to rain every day? It's like mm-hmm. everything's ruined, and it's like no. no it's sometimes not ruined. it's nice to yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not ruined, uh, but it kind of depends on where you are. If you're in those one of those little isolated spots, I mean, maybe like a five or ten mile radius of spot. Yeah, you could get dumped. You could get like they had that flood warning just east of Springfield or ponding. But that storm will rain itself out because there's not a steering mechanism, an updraft. To keep and it, it only going. just pops up and then dissipates exactly. pretty quickly. Okay, and yeah. part of parts of the area of, of the of the town will get wet, and parts of the town won't get wow. wet. I was at Yakov's 2006 or 2007. We got under a very small pop up storm. It was August. Uh, as we were letting our show out, the people in the parking lot had to wade through knee deep water. <laughs> no, wow. And, and and in other parts of town over by Wilk didn't get anything. What That's day crazy. was that? What day was that that I was driving into town, and it was like totally it was sunny and dry at our house, and then like I got just a couple blocks away, and I was downpour, and yeah. I texted him, and I'm like, that came out of nowhere. He's like, what? It wasn't even raining at our house still. I was like, what more? Well, that's what you texted me the other night. You said, uh, I was leaving my show, I think Saturday night, and you said, yeah, I got 10 sprinkles. And the Hughes Brothers parking lot had huge puddles. It yeah. just wow. poured. Yeah, and I looked at the uh, loop after you texted me that, and I could see where it just totally went around me. <laughs> so so we had the Cory Dome, basically. Oh, yeah, the field of protection. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we're dealing with these hot temperatures, and it's something else that I thought was very, very fascinating. Uh, We think it's hot here. Anchorage, Alaska has shattered all-time high temperatures. Wow. Yes, and and over the 4th of July, and uh, they've set all-time records. Uh, On July 4th, uh, let's see, I can't even see it. Uh, Kenai, K-E-N-A-I. Uh, their new all-time record high, 89 degrees. That's so crazy. Palmer was 88. King Salmon, 89. And Anchorage International Airport hit 90 degrees on July 4th. I didn't ever think it got above like 70 there. Well, I'll, I'll give you guys wow. just one guess of what you think their average high temperature is right now. Right now? Just take a shot. I would have thought in the 70s. <laughs> I'm gonna well, go. Well, it's I'm, not their summer, though, is it? Yeah. No. Anchorage. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's summer in the northern hemisphere, but Anchorage, Alaska. They're on July Fourth. Their average, their normal daily high. If I were to guess, I'm gonna go with something like eighty to eighty-five. What do you think, Corey? Seventy-seven. Their average high this time of year is sixty-five degrees. Whoa. Oh wow. See, I mean, I was thinking like seventies was the highest they ever got. 
Well, now that could be in August. I don't know, but for July 4th. So we're talking average high 65 and Anchorage International hit 90. We should have uh, called my cousin and did a phone with her. She lives in Anchorage. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been you good. You should. Oh, my gosh. See, you tell me now. <laughs> like a Facebooker. <laughs> yeah, well, she's probably a, she's a nurse, so. Oh, really? Weird hours. What? So, like, well, we work yeah, 24-7? <laughs> yeah. <much>. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but a break is on the way. We finally have a cold front moving through on Wednesday. Now, uh, I put cold front in quotes because it's really not a thermal front, because uh, temperatures aren't going to move much. They're going to be upper 80s around 90. But the big difference is the humidity is going to be a lot lower. So it's going to feel And that makes a big difference. Awesome. And no poppers for a while. Yeah, that's going to squash the poppers. That's a storm door word, squash. Oh, I was, was going to say. Squash, yes. <laughs> squash, squash the poppers. But what's going to happen is, and I thought this was interesting. Hopefully squash the humidity. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the whole, what it's going to do. But as it moves through... Uh, the National Weather Service is saying they there's going to be some instability with it because you got this mm-hmm. this dynamic uh, moisture dynamic going on. So for Wednesday, all of Southwest Missouri is in a marginal risk for one or two little severe weather events. Huh. For Wednesday? For Wednesday? I haven't even looked. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we really don't watch the SPC much anymore because right. you know the, the 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 technical severe weather season is pretty over at spring. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as we're stuck in this pattern and we've got these you know, just this sultry popper, you know, high pressure with, pop, uh, you know, these pulse storms. There's really not going to be a lot. I mean, you could get a severe storm if it something really gets going, but the chances of that are like 2%. I mean, just really, really conditions have to be really right for mm-hmm. one of the poppers to get going. Uh, hey, y'all hear about those earthquakes? I thought that was fat. It's just not weather, but it's covered by some weather. I have friends mm-hmm. that are there in California, like, oh, on really? vacation right now. So they didn't think it was so cool. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's fair. Oh, well, like I mean, it. there's, 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 they're to be expected. Yeah. And Something uh, happened to our, there we go. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Everything kind of went to the left side oh. in, our, in our headphones. I was like, and Logan are looking at you guys like, like, I don't quite know what's going like, on. Hey, anyway, but yeah, they were, were way, they're way overdue. When's the last time they That's recorded? That's true. A, a, like, when have we heard mm-hmm. of a... An earthquake over seven... We've heard of more in Oklahoma than... You know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but so a seven one. They had to be expecting it. And what was a good thing is it didn't happen in a big city. That's lucky. That's very fortunate. Yeah. Way like, off like Ridgecrest and, and way or something the, like way, that. Yeah. Way down in the ground. I don't know what the population of Ridgecrest is. Oh, I don't know. But it's not much. Mm, I don't for think. that first earthquake... It only uh, cut power to three thousand customers, so it couldn't can't be that big of a town. It's unfortunate for them, but in the grand scheme of things, that's definitely Nobody not died, too bad. I didn't hear of any, right. and it was a very deep earthquake, so hmm. it could have done a lot more damage than it did. Now that second one, when you have when you have two earthquakes, well, they had thousands of aftershocks. And oh, which is fascinating. Thousands, yes. Twenty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty. But but wow. when oh, you yeah. Yeah. when you have an earthquake of what was the first one? Six point four. Six four. Yeah. Yeah, that was an earthquake. But when you have that one the next day or two days later, that's a 7.1. That first one is no longer considered the earthquake. It's now considered a foreshock. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I read all about oh, that. The second one's not yeah. just an aftershock. Because no, it's it's a, a, oh, because it was bigger big, than because the, it's okay. a foreshock. It's considered the earthquake. Okay. Yeah, foreshock, main shock, and aftershock. Oh, Fascinating. When you have okay. them in like that, that that series like that, well, yeah, it is fascinating. And and I found this really cool live stream on YouTube. It's a California yes. seismograph, and you can watch it late, real time. So I thought that was really cool. Have you seen today? I saw some pictures, and it was a new story of a, a, a satellite pictures of California. It actually opened up a crack. You can see it from <gasps> satellite. Oh, wow, I didn't see that. The earthquake, the seven point one, opened up. A fish, a fisher, a, a fisher, a fisher. Uh, wow! And it's a pretty good size. I need to see that whenever we're done with this. So like, I'm going to go straight to. Well, during take a look at that. Yeah, during the weather school. Yeah, uh, yeah, that can be concerning. <laughs> and and I think I think possibly maybe that this is just the beginning. I think I think it's going to be a little more active for well California. those aftershocks haven't stopped no. i mean i've been watching that thing i mean they're small like ones and twos and stuff but that like can that, be pretty foreboding to have that increase in general activity people that's, are that's freaked a sign out. of yeah yeah people yeah. are freaked out about all these. and then they put up a map on cnn mm-hmm. of the most likely areas for earthquake and 
they they color code it, and Missouri is just as dark red as California. Oh, oh the, my! The, the, well, the New Madrid, it's just a matter of time. And part of mm-hmm. not the dark red and not the light red, but but the color around that goes all the way to Branson. Wow! Great. Yeah. No, right. Just lucky for you guys. Like, oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get my my buddy. If one, yeah. A, if you get over a seven over there, I would admit, would imagine we could feel some of that moving movement over here. Oh, wow. definitely. Yeah. Now, my buddy Gary, uh, his, his wife Cheryl, was with the Red Cross, and they did a lot of uh, earthquake preparedness down in, in Carothersville and New Madrid and oh, stuff. Oh, cool. So, and they explained it to me. There, uh, I'm not going to go into it now because I can't remember, but I got to remember to ask Gary about that. It's a type of type of uh, bedrock and certain uh, types of you know, rocks underneath, mm-hmm. there's bedrock and the, the limestone, sandstone or whatever that would cause the waves to like it go either the go way the vibrations or, travel through the yeah. different stone types. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have, okay. to, I'll, have to, I'll have to figure out how to, I don't know how to do that. Uh, but yeah, earthquakes. I know it's not weather, but I thought it was one of the fascinating yeah. things. Yeah. We do earthquakes. Current events and such. Yeah. yeah. Current <laughs> events. That's it. If, if an earthquake happens here, we'll headline. Oh, we're, oh, gonna, yeah. oh, we're going to cover it. Like, <laughs> hey, let's talk about the tropics. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, something I've never seen, which I thought was really fascinating, and I know you've been watching this too. There is uh, an MCV meso mesoscale convective little vortex thing that was in southeast Missouri, and it's slowly moving kind of south. And the Hurricane Center has been watching this thing, and it's going to go eighty percent chance now into the Gulf of Mexico and when it does it's gonna combine with a low pressure trough and possibly produce a tropical storm. Like in right reverse. There. It's wow. totally reverse. Instead That's of really yeah, cool. coming in from the greater ocean, it it's starts totally right there. In the, yeah, yeah. Because usually they, you know, they develop out in the Atlantic, move in the <laughs> Gulf weather and come up, and then we get a whole bunch of rain and then call it good. Well this is I've never seen this. Starting from the mainland no, I and never then, have. Wow. Yeah, starting wow. in the mainland. It's at just first, a little spin. At first when I first Read the very first talk about it. It was a twenty percent. Then they moved it up to a sixty percent. Now it's an eighty percent chance That's, of tropical development. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're they're watching. And they're who, watching. And, and, and who will this be named? Uh, are we? This on the will bees? be Barry. Are we on the bees? Barry. Okay. Yeah, this will be Barry. Yeah. Huh. I, I did read that. And something else I thought was really little little tidbit of information: the average date of a named storm in the Atlantic is July 9th. Interesting. The average date. That we get a named storm in the Atlantic, hmm. July 9th. And so if this one develops, what's the day to 8th? Yeah. This would be the second. Oh, you're right. Because we had the, yeah. what was A? Andrea. Alfie? No, and Andrea. It was Andrea. It only lasted not long. Yeah, not yeah, not <laughs> long at a bit. Alvin was over in the Pacific, and he lasted six huh. hours or something like Oh, that. yeah. But in the Pacific, since you brought that up, Barbara, man, that thing took off. Did it get off? to a five? No, it got to a four. It, got, it definitely then, got to a four. It fell apart pretty fast. Mm. Yeah, it, it ran into some, some sheer, sheer and some cooler, cooler water temps. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And we had uh, also, uh, what's it? Uh, let me see. Uh, I can't pronounce this right. C-O-S-M-E. Cosme? Cosme? I, I would think, yeah. I That's... Yeah. I haven't heard I anybody talk about would, it. <laughs> I don't know how else you would pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Cosme, yes. It it spun up to a tropical storm, and it is gone. It's a nothing burger now. Wow. It just left. and uh, But we have a disturbance uh, just west of Panama, and it has basically a 0% chance. It's just some just some hmm. disorganized thunderstorms. I mean, it's not going to But nothing anything. that can really formulate no. by any... So, yeah. Right, so what we need to do is let the Pacific... And those guys calm down, and let's watch the potential for Barry to come along. Ooh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I This is so new to me, having this reverse hurricane development regime. Yeah, that's fascinating. Now, <laughs> tell me, I, when I first read the, uh, the, the text on this, it wasn't an advisory, but it was a – they were talking about it. Yeah. Now, they said – it wasn't a full-fledged low-pressure system, but it was going to be strengthening the further south it got when it got into the Gulf of Mexico. Now, how weird! Th- there was already a disturbance down there. I mean, you already had some something going on with. Uh, there some, was a trough some, some or something, storm yeah. or something, and once that low-pressure system hits that, that was cause for concern. I think that's why. Will open their eyes on that. Yeah, and then when they hit, it's going to move west, and the WPC Weather Prediction Center 
had like what we look at today, ten to fifteen inches for southern, yeah. uh, south yeah. southeastern Texas and the sliver of southwestern Louisiana. Now it's probably changed wow. since we look at it. I don't know if you've looked at it. Well, I saw a WPC and it looked like to me I'm gonna check something was going to go develop in the Gulf of Mexico, hit Florida, and go up the eastern seaboard, not hitting, the other way, not hitting the 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 the, the uh, land so much, but just out outside offshore. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. They've got a, a no. Actually, it's a 15 to 20. Yeah, now oh, my now that's changed since I've seen it last. Okay, but see, see all that red on the it, off the yeah. eastern seaboard too, though. So I kind of figured. Oh it was right, just a, off of North a, Carolina. I kind of just figured that was its path there. Well, I mean, because I saw on the Weather Channel they were talking about that. It's like if it goes down there, then it will head west. Mm-hmm. And I thought west. That's kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the atmosphere is all messed up right now. Oh, most uh, things are just moving all over the place in weird directions. Um, well, except for you know the poppers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, and that that will probably change. I mean, the uh, the tip of Alabama and Mississippi—they're looking at you know uh, what is it five to seven? Yeah, because seven to ten is right off the shore. Well, I'm looking at Houston. Look at Galveston and Houston. Oh Gal- yeah, they're talking talking some rain Galveston there. right there in Galveston Bay they're in the 15 to 20 right there see that's insane and, and then on up into Houston and halfway up almost to halfway up to Arkansas Missouri they're in the 7 to 10 or the yeah yeah I mean yeah they're in like some substantial rainfall that's pretty considerable yeah yeah but if that thing starts moving south through it's just something we're going to watch I mean the National mm-hmm. Hurricane Centers they're getting more confidence because like you know Corey was saying they the keep further bumping, it goes it's they you know it was 20 and then it was 50 and now it's 80 yeah. and it's uh Houston's had to deal with some rain from these tropical systems in the in the past few years there was a storm that came through Houston a year or two ago, it never reached hurricane strength. It was a tropical storm, but it dumped so much rain, and I can't remember which storm that was. Oh, but uh, they were underwater for a very. You're long You're not time. talking Harvey. I could be. Could oh, be. Har- when they had like 52 inches yeah. of rain. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Tropical. Yeah, storm. but that that was weird. It was so cut off, and it was down there in the Gulf, and it just kind of meandered, and it stopped. It just yeah, stopped I remember that. And just went and just dumped, and uh, yeah, poor Houston was like hammered on that. Uh, and we don't know if that's uh, you know call, uh, related to El Nino or not. I mean, uh, basically, they they don't update it that often. So our El Nino update it just remains unchanged uh, from last week. It's just kind of a sixty six percent, two thirds chance it's going to mm. continue. Uh, but this Thursday they're going to update that. So next week on the podcast looks like yeah we probably probably could get some stuff out of that. Mm. Um, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Got anything else on the on the tropics? No, I'm just interested to see how that plays out. You know, yeah, we're so. gonna watch it because we got we got lots of followers down there, so we're gonna keep it. Well, this week's Stormed Our Weather School is all about watches and warnings, what they mean, what kind of watches, what kind of warnings, and uh, how the National Weather Service uh, goes about issuing that, and which department does. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. Today's topic is all about watches, warnings, and advisories. What do they mean? How they could impact you? And what you can do to keep your family safe. The National Weather Service has issued Tornado Watch number 134, effective until 9 p.m. National Weather Service in Detroit. Pontiac has issued a flash flood warning for National Weather Service in Chicago has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. The National Weather Service in Duluth has issued a blizzard warning. There's quite a wide variety of watches and warnings and advisories, and they're all issued by the National Weather Service offices in the United States. But let's focus on probably the most common watches out there, and especially in the springtime. They're the Severe Thunderstorm Watch and the Tornado Watch. These two particular watches are issued by a branch of the National Weather Service called the Storm Prediction Center and they're located in Norman, Oklahoma. This is their only job, to keep watch over atmospheric conditions in the lower 48. 
whenever they see a cold front coming or something dynamic that's going to create hazardous weather conditions, such as severe thunderstorms or tornadoes, it's their job to map out where they think this is going to happen, the magnitude of the potential risk, and the time frame that this could occur. Let's focus on the severe thunderstorm watch right now. A severe thunderstorm is defined as either wind speeds in excess of 58 miles an hour or hail larger than one inch in diameter. A severe thunderstorm could contain both of these hazards, but sometimes you just get a gust front that's really, really strong, or sometimes it's just a hail event, and that depends on how the atmosphere structure is set up. One of the key ingredients in a severe thunderstorm is wind shear, and that is winds going different directions with height. So at the surface, you could have south winds go up about 3,000 feet, and the winds could turn. They could be from the southwest or the west, or even higher, they could turn even more. But if there's not a lot of wind shear upstairs, then the atmosphere doesn't have the ability to twist. Therefore, the tornado risk is rather low. So that's why they would only issue a severe thunderstorm watch for the potential for very large hail or damaging winds. Now, on the flip side of that, we have the tornado watch. The tornado watch encompasses exactly the same thing as a severe thunderstorm watch would, except for the fact that there is very strong wind shear upstairs and the atmosphere will have the capability of twisting. So they will outline an area of the greatest potential for tornadic supercells to develop. These severe thunderstorm and tornado watches issued by the Storm Prediction Center are usually popped between six and eight hours before the actual event takes place. An average watch box would cover about 25,000 square miles, and that's roughly about half the state of Iowa. The Storm Prediction Center does not issue severe thunderstorm or tornado warnings. Those are handled by the local National Weather Service offices. The severe thunderstorm and tornado watches are to alert the local offices and emergency managers of the potential for hazardous weather developing later that day. So when the watch goes into effect, the National Weather Service starts monitoring atmospheric conditions locally and watches radar. We get a lot of information from radar and storm spotters who are out watching the weather and they can report back to the National Weather Service with hail reports, flooding, or high winds. They even report sightings of funnel clouds and that would prompt the National Weather Service locally to pop a tornado warning for that area or just a severe thunderstorm warning if there's no rotation detected. The severe thunderstorm and tornado watches and warnings are just two of many, many types of weather hazards the National Weather Service will issue watches, warnings, and advisories on. Another big one is the flash flood watch and the flash flood warning. More people are killed by flash flooding than lightning or tornadoes. So let's explore some other watches, warnings, and advisories. In the winter, we have the freeze watch and the freeze warning. The freeze watch in the fall indicates temperatures are expected to get well below freezing for several hours and that will in turn end the growing season. In the fall, freeze warnings are usually issued only once. But in the spring, freeze warnings are issued after the growing season has started back up again, so people can take precautions to protect plants that could be affected by the sub-freezing temperatures. The precursor to a freeze watch and a freeze warning is a frost advisory. That's when temperatures are only expected to get around 32 degrees, maybe 30 degrees, and the hardy vegetation will be able to withstand those cold temperatures, but the sensitive plants won't be able to. Also in the winter season, there's the winter storm watch and the winter storm warning. These are issued when heavy snow is expected to develop and make travel very, very difficult. And the most intense watch or warning issued by the National Weather Service in the wintertime is the ice storm warning. Ice storms cause devastation, power outages, and travel is almost impossible. 
So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, you really need to take precautions to prepare for the potential of several days without power or water. Other types of watches and warnings and advisories include fire. The red flag warning is very common, usually when low humidities and very high winds cause grasses to dry out and any fire can quickly get out of control. In the summertime, heat is a big killer. So the National Weather Service will issue heat advisories or excessive heat warnings. So the bottom line, it really doesn't matter what time of year it is or where you live in the United States. At some point, you're probably going to be under some kind of watch warning or advisory. And they should not be taken lightly. You should always have an emergency preparedness kit handy. Your kit should include water, one gallon of water per person per day for at least three days. Food, keep at least three-day supply of non-perishable food. A battery-powered radio, a flashlight with extra batteries, a first aid kit, a manual can opener for food, and make sure your cell phones are charged before the event starts. One thing a lot of people don't remember to get is medications for you and your family. The watches that are issued by the National Weather Service and the Storm Prediction Center give you a heads up that dangerous weather could occur later in the day. And if a warning is issued, then dangerous weather is occurring in your area and you need to take the necessary precautions to protect your life and your family. We hope we've been able to shed some light on the types of watches and warnings and what they mean, so you can be better prepared in case you happen to be under one. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you go with all types of watches and warnings and what they mean and what you should do if you get under one. Very fascinating. Okay, so it's time for the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, it's believed that the first confirmed tornado death in the United States occurred on July 8th. Really? What year? What year would you think? Give me a year. 19... Throw a year out 1940. there. 1940. 1790. Okay, Shara? I don't know. I know our grandparents went through some heavy-duty storms in the 30s, so... Okay, well... The United States started in 1776, so you got Okay, go. but confirmed <laughs> in the record books. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, this is before the United States. It was 1680. Oh, wow. Mm. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Interesting. Oh, wow. Judge Samuel Sewall wrote in his diary. In Judge the, Sewall. In the afternoon. Sewall, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. In the afternoon, a whirlwind... Ariseth. Oh. Near Samuel Stones. It kills John Robbins, who is at Ho. That poor man at Ho. Ho? H-O-E. What does that mean? I don't know if he was Farming in the field. Yeah, or well, presumably. Could go either way. Yeah, exactly. It breaks his arm and jawbone and killeth him. Oh, that's violent. Oh, my. It hurled stones and break off. And transported trees in an unusual manner. What is the education level? First well, right. well, well, back, in, back six, in the way back the in the day. The 1600s, though. I mean, yeah. that's like, you know, right. the, that's uh, they, they, they killeth the dragoneth or something. The slayeth the dragoneth. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, interesting. So They found him very bruised. You think? Oh, you yeah. Think? <laughs> right. Being battered by was the... Was he bruised yeah. or was he just the... blue? No, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, out there. Mike. I don't think he was bruised. I think he was just blue because he wasn't breathing. I think that's one of the most interesting this week in weather yeah, history. Yeah, that's fascinating. Had in a while. Definitely. So, yeah. So, he was hoeing, I guess. He was out... I mean... No, no, no. I mean, in, in doing the ground or something? Yeah. 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 Probably out Dig, farming in a field, and well, then the like some tornado came by and swooped farm. him up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Man, it, it blew up trees round about him mm-hmm. and removed great stones from under the fence that was just by him. 
with the most dreadful and amazing effects, which many were eyewitnesses unto. How did they survive? They hid. Better cover, maybe. Were out there yeah. just watching yeah. him die? He's probably the stupid one that was just out there and just... Got swept hey, up. what's yeah. that? Is that an SLC? No. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have cameras to be it's out filming SLC-a. it. So. Yeah, SLC, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I think I think this podcast is going off the rails, but <laughs> no, very interesting this this weekend weather history. Thank you. So let's time for yeah, it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's weather word of the Stormdar weather weather word of the week we're tossing to Logan. So what is our Stormdar right weather weather so word of the week? So what we've got this time, <laughs> I'm just going to go with what it seems to my mind. It's swallowing, and this is swallowing. Um, yeah, it's interesting pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, you get applause for that. So swallowing. I tried. I tried. Yeah. Do you watch Downton Abbey? Down oh, to, yes, down to yes, Swalicking. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what does swalicking mean? It's an old Southeast English word, and it means a sultry or humid. So if the sky looks swalicking, uh, then it looks like there's a thunderstorm on its way. I bet that day in Massachusetts looked, looked very much swalicking. We're going to have to start saying the sky looks swalicking. Swalicking yes, today. Well, very I mean, sultry looking yes. sky tonight. Springfield looked rather swalicking. It most certainly did. Lots of ominous clouds. I'd say, yeah, it looked like there were thunderstorms on the way. Uh, Definitely yeah. swalicking. Well, and, and mom got an inch and ranged on her shorts. <laughs> it did. It rained on her shorts. That's true. On the line. Oh, I to- on the line. Yeah, okay. I told her to bring him in. We didn't but, have a know. pants warning. The clothesline yeah. advisory. Yeah, that's yeah, the clothesline pants advisory. <laughs> oh gosh, I think we're going off the rails here. <laughs> I took my clothesline down today and 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 hung my hammock. So. You oh, didn't yeah. have a clothesline. There was a clothesline hanging there. Was there really? Yep. Well, you have lots of trees where you guys live. I have tons of trees in my backyard. I live in it's a very, very wooded nice. area. Now nice. I was sitting in the oh. hammock today. I was laying in the hammock, and I looked. Believe it or not, kind of to the north. I thought, man, that would be a great shot for a time lapse. Mm. It's the only place I could ever do a time lapse. So I may maybe play in the time lapse game sure. a little bit more now. To Too the bad. north? Unfortunately, it's the same direction. It's the same. Yeah. In. I mean, all I could do is go to the north. <laughs> yeah. You all need to move to a place where you can like time lapse from the south. That's yeah. what you need. <laughs> be good. Uh, I guess the front yard. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe. But, but, can, but can you see? <laughs> that's the trees. thing. It's like, because I'm on a hill that slopes towards the north. So when I look out my front window, all I see is houses. And yeah, See, we're and on a hill. So when we look out front, we see well, our, out our yard is a hill, but we're very close to the Bull Run area. Bull Run. Bull Creek area. Oh, Bull so Creek. Yeah. A little bit of a valley along the creek right there. So it's hard to see far distances except for this one area. So we'll Gotcha. See. Well, I mean, if I, I love time lapses, and you know, if you, if you start doing time lapses too, Corey, and you get some good ones, I'm going to try my best to put music to it. That would be neat. Have it from two different sources. Lapse. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. It takes it takes a lot of time. Well, for I love the time. A lapse. lot of time to lapse for. <laughs> you know, and I did a time lapse today because that OB was coming in from Springfield, and I waited and waited and waited, and, and uh, finally stopped it and showed it to Logan. We looked at it, and it looked like the OB just kind of went. And kind of got here and just kind of washed out. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it generated a, a rain shower right above my house. Oh, today. you said it was pouring today. out. It was. It rained today? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> just right. It was from no, yeah, north of me. North. Now, we got but a not at our pretty house. heavy, moderate rain less than half a mile from our house. Okay. I was like, I but don't yes, remember it did rain, rain at our house. Yeah, nothing here. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. I don't remember we had, we, had a, today. we had two lightning strikes as well. Not too far. You know, I wow. saw that Radar Scope had a yeah. couple of lightning strikes on it, and I was wondering if that was going to, if that was close to your house, because it was up kind of, kind of north. Just on the other side of sixty-five. From I, my house. I think I threw the distance thing on the on Radar Scope, and it was five point. 5.6 or 5. something 6 like that? 5.6 miles yeah. away from yeah. me, which is kind of In where the curve lies. That's, that's where you're at. Yeah. It was just on the other side of 65 from me. That's where it happened. Hmm. Wow. Nice. And the storm is the, the pop-up. Poppers were moving to the north today. Faster they were than, lifting north? Pa- faster than what they would normally do. Well, I noticed that uh, there was a couple of outflow boundaries that were coming down south. Now, this is what Lawrence County or whatever, and a storm complex down in extreme north arkansas was generating an outflow boundary that was headed north and when they did hit there was a little bit 
of activity. I mean, it, it kind of bubbled up a little bit, but nothing what I thought. I thought no. it was just going to explode. It's like yeah. it didn't didn't really do that. You never know. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, for what we have looking forward to, I mean, we are going to watch that system in uh, in the United States going down to Florida and see if that's going to develop anything. We've got a nice cold front coming up. Uh, are coming through on Wednesday, and that's going to knock the humidity down. That'll so be nice because Thursday. it's been really, really hot. It's lately. just sticky. It's like and the, very sticky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is July. So I, that, I mean, that's yeah, it's partly to be expected. But, but I don't know. So we're going to be watching that. But it, we're we're in July, and we're gonna we're gonna keep having this weather. So yeah. Uh, you got anything else, Corey? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, that cold front coming through. It's gonna hopefully. Uh, Get rid of some of that humidity. Yeah. That would be nice. But, yes. you know, we're still in July, so it'll be back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to happen. Well, Corey, Shara, thank you guys for joining us for the podcast. I mean, you got anything else you, you want to add weather-wise and pool stuff or cicadas? I don't have a or? pool anymore. Oh, 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 that's right. You don't have a pool. We have a lovely backyard Darn. and a fire pit. See the fire pit there. I, I got to come hang out with you guys. See, the my anxiety yeah, level nice. went way down when we moved away from the pool. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Telling you nightmares about the pool. Oh yeah. See, you did a little night swimming in a pool in Eagle Rock, didn't you? Yep. Logan? It's wonderful. There's so little light pollution out there. You can actually see the Milky Way. Oh, and yeah, there's that's nothing nice. better like a nice chill swim in the pool, and you can see that overhead. Yeah, it's it's really mm. pleasant. And it was pretty good weather all the nights. Like most of the rain came like kind of midday in that yep, part of the state. Yeah, there's your poppers. Yeah, definitely. But at night, oh, it was clear. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect temperature. And yeah, it was great for that. Perfect, perfect. Well, I think we're just going to keep going and see what happens. So why don't we just wrap this thing up? Mm-hmm. All right. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.